Welcome to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. I'm Dee Owens. You can follow our social media. Follow us on Instagram at wine underscore wisdom podcast and on Facebook, Wine and Symbol Podcast. Make sure you follow us for exclusive content and to keep up to date with the podcast. I'm so excited for today's show and our guest. Before I introduce our guest for today, a little bit about her. Her name is Angela and she is an intuitive life coach and tarot reader. Thank you so much for joining us today, Angela. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, let's just get right into it. <laughs> we have a little bit to talk about today. We have um, a few steps that I want to go through. So let's just get right into it. So let's um, first start with who you are and where you're from. Yeah, Omaha, Nebraska is is where I'm calling from. And I've always kind of been from in the middle of the United States here. Um, <laughs> introducing who I am, you know, that's kind of something that ties into what I do because you know, previously be like, I'm an HR executive, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, you know, I'm these, all of these labels mm -hmm. until I got to a point in my life. It's like, these labels have created my identity where went the, you know, I'm Angela and I'm, I'm funny and I'm brave and I'm curious and I'm intuitive, you know, kind of embracing that, that other side of you and letting those labels be something you do rather than something that you are. But all of those, all of those things, all of those things I am. I love it. Well, you're calling from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. So thank you so much. Um, like I said, this season and uh, previously seasons, we've had people from my area and now we're you know, reaching out into the world and having guests from all over. So thank you so much again. Um, do you have wine today? I don't, I almost put some water in a wine glass. I had to choose hydration today. I'm a huge okay. wine fan, so any other day, but. Um, I should have. I should have put the the wine or the water in the wine glass for good That's fun. Okay. <laughs> I can do a cheers before we get started. So cheers. Cheers with my water. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So, um, let's describe a little bit of your life coaching first. Um, what made you get into life coaching? You know, it was, it, I'd say it's kind of a whole bundle of things. So my personality type and, and the way that I shine, it's always just been one that people are naturally drawn to um, in a way to have me listen, in a way to have me help them listen. Um, it's just an, a natural ability, but it, it became really clear. So my career is in, in HR, which is a people-centric yeah. profession as it is. So with mentoring and, and all of that, I naturally lend, lended myself towards that. But I remember it was, it was a few years ago when someone was talking to me about a um, executive that was offering something that was interesting to me. But I remember when they said that, one of my first reactions to executive life coaches, coaching, that's something I would love to do. Okay. And I just, I took that sentiment and I went full force with it. So I actually signed up for coaching with her and worked on establishing myself within the coaching space. So I had the natural ability to bring forward. I had the HR career to bring forward. And then it was just a matter of getting a little bit more life coaching certification behind me so I can marry that skill with intuition and, and walk straight into it. Yeah, absolutely. So what exactly do you do in your life coaching? Because you're you're not just a life coach, you're an intuitive life coach as well. So can you describe a little bit about what that is and what that means? Yeah, so that's kind of my overarching. So the intuitive ability, I am empathic. So I have the ability to feel what people are feeling. Okay. Um, there's also clear sentience. So there's messaging that, that I get to hear. So I do bring that into my coaching. It starts to sound really woo when I talk about it, um, but in the coaching space, it actually works its way in really naturally um, okay. and really don't even really see the difference between it. Um, I also have tarot that I add into my coaching for okay. clients who are comfortable with it. And I haven't had a client turn it down yet. It's actually one of their favorite pieces um, within it. And we can talk about that piece later. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the intuitive life coach side of it. Um, but my focus is working in with overwhelmed, driven, do-it-all women okay. um, and helping them to find meaningful time for themselves, impactful time for themselves so that they can catch a breath and do more of what brings them energy and joy mm -hmm. because they found themselves there in this place in their life where they're looking at it going, 
kind of this cycle that they're in. This can't be all there is to it. There's got to be something. There's got to be something more. Um, So I I, themselves so that they can prioritize their people um, and their to do's better. Absolutely. So a part of um, what you do as I was doing my research and I've been looking into it is um, in which why we connected was a lot of what you do is about self-care. But when people think about self-care, they don't think about the type of self-care that you do. Most of the time, it's usually they think of what's on TV of self-care and the glamour side of it. So could you explain a little bit about what type of self-care you um, give your clients or advice of what you do for self-care? Yes, I, I, I'm kind of on a mission to take the cliche out of self-care. Okay. Um, so, you know, this overwhelmed, driven, do-it-all woman, the reason that I, I, I went into that market is I found that that was the sort of person that was drawn to me. Um, and I connected really well with that person because that's where I've been. Um, I didn't want to be told to take a bath or to get a manicure or um, to look on the bright side. Like this, this was not self-care to me. So what was self-care? Um, it's a whole lot more than that. Um, a lot of times it involves really digging into what it is that you're doing, how you're spending your time, where your boundaries are. Um, many of the women that I work with have kind of found themselves in a high achieving um, for reasons that got beyond themselves. They found themselves in a people pleasing space where they're doing things for others and not for themselves. Um, so like I said, they're really at that point where there's kind of this friction of, I don't want to be this, this, this thing anymore. I like my drive. I like to get things done, but this just isn't connecting with me. And they're kind of pulling back into their own power. So I chose that self-care as the focus because it really is the foundation. No matter what you have going on, you need that foundation to fall back on. I kind of look at it as a um, kind of building a a resilience in a way. The more that you care for yourself, kind of the lower that stress baseline is so that when life throws its twists and turns, and it will, um, (laughs) you peak, you won't peak so high. So if your stress baseline is down here, you're going to have a much better time weathering that up and down than if your stress baseline was already up here. So we're really looking at their lives um, to see which self-care space we can find the most impact to put into their schedule. It doesn't consume your whole day. It can start in little steps, Mm -hmm. um, but there's kind of seven areas of self-care that I do focus on to see where we can get them started. There's the free guide on my website, but there, and I always look <laughs> because when you're listing seven, you're bound to forget one and you never know which yes. one it is. Go ahead, yes. But yeah, physical, psychological, emotional, social, occupational, environmental, and spiritual self-care. And there's kind of three of them that I consider the three legs of a solid table. So a lot of times there's more focus in those and the others supplement them. And that'd be in the physical, emotional, and, and spiritual your mind, body, and spirit. And when I talk spiritual, um, I don't take any sort of specific approach on that. It's more of just a, you're a piece of a whole big picture. We're all a piece of a whole big picture. And there's so much to be said for um, that, that largeness and smallness and relatability that, that's in that space. Absolutely. I love that you said um, the type of self-care, because when people think of self-care, you're right. We think of face mask and getting a manicure and a bubble bath, not setting boundaries with people and not, um, taking care of our mental, like we're, we're thinking about at least me. And that's how the media and the world has made self-care, um, look like, but there's also different levels of self-care. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's saying no to a commitment that you don't want. Yes. Um, it's not allowing yourself to feel less than um, because of a comment that someone made that it was actually triggered from within within them, not within you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's finding activities that just kind of allow your mind to process. Your hands stay busy, but your mind isn't in taking anything like drawing or sketching. There's just so much to it outside of those, those cliche things that you see on, on the television. So I'm really working with women for individualized approaches because the other trap that they often fall into is they see one of those things that you're talking about or they see somebody who's tried something. So they try it for themselves and it just, it doesn't work mm-hmm. um, because they're either not tailoring it to them or it's just not something that's, it, that's gonna work for them. So it's a very individualized approach to what's going to work best for them. 
Absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I definitely think that, you know, taking time for yourself, if you can, to get a bubble bath or to get your nails done, absolutely. those are definitely a, a, a sense of self-care and a type of self-care. But um, besides, you know, like we mentioned before, setting boundaries, are there any, if you can name off the top of your head, a few other types of self-care that we may not think of? Yeah, so one of them, like when I'm looking at this list, that um, psychological self-care is because we get so tied up in what we're doing and we have our to-do list and we have these things that we've programmed for ourselves, we forget to explore. Mm -hmm. And I have found so much for myself in that psychological space of um, kind of finding your creativity again or your, your curiosity, learning something new, trying something new, um, reading a book if you enjoy reading and haven't been able to read for a while, picking up on a new podcast to listen to because it, it empowers you. It makes you feel good. So, so often we forget to do those things that just feed our mind with information that makes us feel good and kind of connects us back to those creative and curious or curious places where as a child we filled so much we put so much in those and then at some point you just you kind of abandon them and then you go on to this autopilot where you are so that psychological self-care I think is kind of one of the sneakier ones within it that ends up lending some of the most excitement into your routine that you're missing and didn't know you're missing absolutely so what would if you could sum up maybe your definition of self-care, how would you sum it up? <clears throat> Take your time. Yes. <laughs> My definition, I use it time and time again, is self-care is engaging in activities, optimal whole health, mind, body, spirit. So like we said, that bath and that manicure, absolutely they fall into this. But but those, those activities for optimal whole health mind, body, and spirit. What are you doing to fulfill those spaces within you? Um, and I do take that holistic approach with clients um, because okay. mind, body, and spirit, soul, intuition, inner knowing, however you want to refer to that last piece, we are equally those three parts. And so often we let mind, we let mind kind of take the wheel um, and, and go with it. And that's when we find ourselves in these overthinking spaces, these negative cycles that we're stuck in, um, our comfort zones that um, can be comfortable, but we also know that they're not helping us grow and they don't let us get to the places we want to go. So the mind gets to take a really strong hold, but our body and our spirit are telling us things too. So I'm working with women to help them lead a more intuitively led life where they're able to tap into all three of those spaces. Yes, I love it. I was, of course, doing some research and skimming through your social media and I've seen a word of proactive self-care. How would you describe proactive self-care? So that's what we're working on. Um, reactive self-care is, is great too, um, okay. but that's kind of what I was talking about in that, that um, stress baseline. Okay. So the more proactive you are about doing things that you know are good for you and that mm -hmm. help you to prioritize yourself and that help to keep your stress, le stress levels mm -hmm. at a lower at a lower space, the more proactive you're being about that, that's where if something peaks, you're gonna be in a more healthy and resilient state to deal with it. If you're always chasing it with the reactive, you're never gonna get yourself down to that line. You're, you're gonna basically from here, peak, come back down a little bit with your reactive rather than getting yourself on a routine. Right. On a routine where you're always feeding yourself with this. Absolutely. And I know that you mentioned earlier that it can just, it can be implemented little by little. Don't overwhelm yourself with trying to do all these things, maybe add it little by little. And then over time, you'll start to adapt and get a routine and a schedule, as you said. Yes. Um, well, and you know, and when I'm working, you know, overwhelmed, driven, do it all women. Do you think that they think they have a lot of time? No. No, they don't. So, I mean, I'm definitely not coming into their lives to, to take their drive away and fill their, fill their schedule with all of this self-care. It is, it's about implementing those little things um, and, and you can build from there, but those little things can make so much difference in, in your energy shift. Absolutely. That's all it has to be. So I do want to get into your tarot and what exactly that is. Um, 
So can you give me a little bit of a background, what your tarot readings are, what that means for your clients? Yeah, yeah. Um, so tarot, it just came really easily to me when I did it up, and I was really surprised by that. And it actually all started with a deck that I saw. I was really drawn to and thought, you know what, I'm going to give that a try. And I got into it, and I got into it fast. It's almost like it was a familiar knowing for me when, when I started reading. So I started with myself and then to my friends and family and, and then rolled it out into a business, business with clients. And then when I started picking up into this life coaching, there was just such a natural space for it to, to come in. Um, so the way that I read tarot, there's many ways that people do. I don't use it as a predictive tool. Um, okay. It's not going to predict your future. Okay. Um, what it does is it just helps pick up on the current energy of a situation so that you can then consider that information and think for yourself, how do I want to proceed? Mm. And I could do this and it will take me there. I could do this and it would take me there. This is the energy that it's reading from that. How can I take that and integrate it into my decision-making and where I want to go? But what's so fun about it is within a coaching session, we'll have our coaching session, um, all of these highlights and, and perspectives will come up and then we'll pull a few cards based on whatever it is the client is needing at that time, whatever's on their mind, or just to kind of further develop some of the thoughts that we had. And it connects, it just naturally connects. So mm -hmm. here you have it, you have a client who has their thought processes. You have the coaching process that affirms information for them. And then you have these tarot cards that, that do it too. So it's like this one, two, three punch. Right. Um, but it's just, it's, magical so again it's one of these woo spaces um, but it is it's just a really magical experience um and 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 one of the favorites one of the favorites for my clients so clients you said that earlier they're kind of taken by surprise and it ends up being their favorite part um is the tarot readings right well yeah it's um it's just one of those of how does it know that <laughs> it's, it knows it because you know it right um, so again it ties into the coaching that i do whereas i'm really just trying to help women lead a more intuitively led life like i said we have those three parts and we let the one override so we just want them all functioning equally so that that tarot piece being able to tap into that energy tap more into that inner knowing and intuition it's again just another opportunity to put it right there if it knows it because you know it it's just again trying to pull that intuitive piece out of you so that you start to hear it more and you start to trust it more absolutely what made you i don't know if you mentioned this earlier what made you want to start doing the tarot reading along with the life coaching you just felt like they went hand in hand or yeah 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 i really do um and i feel like it's it's both for me um <laughs> And for the client, because there's sometimes where, you know, we, we've got something going on. It's like, we're almost there, you know, we're almost to, the, to this breakthrough point and we just need a little extra nudge okay. and it's perfect. It's, it's so perfect for that little extra nudge, that little flip of a card to be like, yeah, yeah okay. This is what, this is what we're missing. This is what will take that conversation to the next step. This is what will take that, that thing that you were feeling, that direction you were feeling you wanted to go and really confirm that. That, that, that that's the truth got it so it's like the cherry on top of a sundae oh, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> it just adds extra got yeah. it um what would what would you consider the benefits of your clients getting their cards read or you know your tarot reading um i think for the most part it just has to do with that that solidifying piece mm -hmm. um so in between coaching sessions i i do a check-in just to see, you know, from the last session, is there anything that you carried forward? Is there anything that was particularly impactful for you? So we can kind of build on that a little bit. Um, having the conversation and then matching it with some imagery as I send to them card images, having that conversation, having the imagery just helps kind of sink it all in a little bit more okay. so then when we're thinking about what we're carrying forward it's just another opportunity for them to really remember and grab onto um, the conversations that we're having got it well before we get into the next part i do want to tell you we have segments um usually i either have cards or I will read a daily affirmation uh, affirmation from my I am app. And then I have my guests interpret what that affirmation and their words means to them. 
So I just want to pull up one. I don't have any cards today, so I'm going to pull up on my I am app. I mentioned this in the podcast all the time. It's a great app to have. Um, you can set reminders where it'll tell you daily affirmations at certain times of the day. Um, it's a really great, just something to give you that extra, um, you know, something make you feel extra good in, during the day. So um, this one that I just got was everything is unfolding in perfect timing. I trust, I believe, I receive. I feel like this is like, perfect for this conversation today <laughs> it is read it one more time for me read it one more time absolutely everything is unfolding in perfect timing i trust i believe i receive can you interpret what that would what you think that means or your definition of what that uh affirmation means yes we, we're working with that quite often so depending on um where a client is so on one side, you've got law of attraction, you've got manifestation. So if you're in a more spiritual way, generally you're connecting towards like that. Otherwise within psychology, there's actually very similar um, concepts as well with mindset and pointing yourself towards your vision and pointing yourself towards your goals and really using more positive language. Um, so rather than I don't want, I do want, you know, and pointing yourself in that direction. The trouble is, and again, I, Overwhelmed, driven, do it all women, right? So this, yes. this is the clientele that I'm working with. Um, many times patience level is like this big. So yeah. we want something and we want it yesterday. <laughs> and we have these high expectations on ourselves that it should have been done yesterday. If not, it should be done now. And why isn't it done now? Yeah. Um, so it's getting, that's that letting your mind overrun you. Mm -hmm. So it's pulling them back, you know, pulling them back. Like, I get it. You want that. That's fantastic. Let's breathe for a moment. Let's visualize what it is that, that you want. And let's kind of surrender that idea. Mm. Put it out there. Float it out there. Absolutely. Keep your actions pointed towards that vision. Make small steps every day towards that vision of what you want to be. Be patient be patient in knowing that it's coming. Not so patient that you think it's never going to come, yes. <laughs> but patient enough to know that, you know, bef before the dawn is the dark, right? And you don't see the dawn until it happens. So breathe, breathe into it, surrender it and keep moving forward. It will happen. You overthinking it, you pushing it, um, it's almost like giving yourself more resistance yes. in the process because you're kind of then getting in your own way. You're shifting over into those negative mind spaces of it will never happen or I can't or where is it? We're just going to keep pointing you towards that thing that you want. We're going to keep showing up as that person that is, that is over there in that achievement mm -hmm. and it will unfold. It will come to you. Let's balance those three pieces and let your mind, you know, take a backseat for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What's whatever's meant for you won't miss you. Um, that's like one of my favorite quotes. And I try to think of that um, because whatever is meant for me will happen. Um, so I definitely think that's a good way to put it. Thank you guys for listening to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. If you guys have been tuning into my recent episodes, you'll hear me say that I'm trying to focus on my overall health, wellness, and self-care. I want to tell you guys about something that I've added to my daily routine. They are the goalie apple cider vinegar gummies. They're made with apple cider vinegar plus vitamins B9 and B12. They're vegan, gluten-free, gelatin-free, and non-GML. They have amazing benefits that help with your digestion, gut health, care of your appetite, and also support energy. If you guys are interested, we have a promo code at Wine and Wisdom Podcast that you can use. So when you're checking out, go to the promo code section and enter Wine Wisdom Podcast to get 10% off. They also have other gummies available, including Ashwa, Super Greens, and Super Fruits. Again, please check out goalie.com. And if you're interested to get 10% off, use the Wine and Wisdom Podcast promo code, Wine Wisdom Podcast. And as always, thank you for your support. Um, next thing I want to talk about is how do there, you know, your, your clientele exactly is what I'm thinking of is those busy moms, those full-time, uh, job women, or they have a side business on the side. How do they find time? And what are some ways, um, that they can find time? Yeah. Um, so there's a few ways we go about that. Um, 
and have a couple of different options. Generally speaking, what we're going to be doing is looking at how they're spending their time now. Okay. Um, because often we get wrapped up in, in the things that we're doing and doing them the way that we're doing them, that it's really hard to think outside of that. Um, so we look at what they're doing with their time and then there's a value-based approach. So what it is that you really value in your life, where you see yourself going and then kind of cleaning house as to what are the things that you're doing on a regular basis that aren't aligned with your values and aren't aligned with where you want to go. And in those things, if you can't exactly get rid of them, what can we do with them? How can we do them differently? How can we shift them? How can we delegate them? How can we call in support for them? Because this is also a demographic that has a really hard time saying, I need help. Me. Yes. <laughs> yes. So in the actual coaching package, it's, it's a four-phase approach. And the first phase is where are you? So we're looking at where they are now. Where are you now? And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing um, at that time. It's just evaluating simply where your time is spent. We're not judging it. Mm -hmm. We're not fixing it. We're just simply looking at it. Where is it? And, and the awareness that you gain in looking at it that way, there's so much value in that alone because you don't look at it that way most of the time. The next phase of the coaching journey is um, who you are or who are you? So we're kind of taking a step away from that and we're, we're centering back in on what are your strengths? What is it that you love to do? Mm -hmm. um, how can you put those strengths forward? What are your values? How do you want to show up? Later in life, what do you want people to say about, about the mark that you left on them? So we're kind of removing all the noise and we're just coming back into who are you? Because I know that I was led astray for myself for far too long by achieving. The achievement was there. I set high standards. I shot for the achievement and never stopped to evaluate. Is that really what I wanted? Mm. So it's, it's getting back into that who you are space. Um, and then we look at um, where you're going. So that's when we're gonna take those two pieces and just line it up a little bit better for you. And within those areas of self-care, where can we start implement, implementing activities that prioritize you? Because the better you are, the better you show up for your people and your priorities. I know if I'm depleted, I feel like the worst mom, right? Like my patience is low, I'm snapping. Um, I need to make sure that I'm implementing time for me that makes me healthier, it makes me more resilient so I can show up for the people I love in a way that that is best for me and is best for them. And then the last phase of the coaching journey, we're just kind of making sure everything's going well. I mean, if we need to make any adjustments. So like I've used an example of journaling before. If you decided to start journaling, is it working for you? Um, are you connecting to it? Or do we need to tweak that a little bit so that it's something that's actually impactful for you and is serving the purpose that you want? Um, for those who aren't ready for a coaching journey quite yet, I do have an assessment that I call a feel better now assessment, where we do just a couple of small pieces from the coaching package. So we do look at their time, we look at the seven areas of self care, and we do kind of a, a, a quick um, evaluation of this, this would be a good space for you to start, go ahead, give that a try, implement that. Um, it's based on that individual approach for them. So it has a good chance of working and give that a shot. Um, so it's kind of a, a drive through um, for that, that self-care, a little bit of an express route, um, but it's a really great option if, if they don't want to quite enter into the full coaching package yet. Got it. I like that. Now with the new year, you know, people have their new year, new me, new resolutions. How do you feel about that? Do you think that it should be like a resolution for people or how would you think like putting this type of self-care should be implemented in their, their life? Yeah. So I, 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 I don't love new year, new me, right? Okay. To say right? To, well, that's not, you know, against what you said, but it's oh, a yeah. very popular phrase and that new me to me, self-love. And that's where I spend a lot of time working with people is on self-love is on self-compassion is on accepting yourself every version of myself that I have been, I'm not gonna knock a single one of them down okay. because they helped me to be the me that I am today. So to say new me, 
it just feels like I'm negating all of those versions, all of that learning, um, and just trying to kind of hide it away. So the new year, new me. Um, resolutions. If a client really loves resolutions, I work on those with them. If they really love goals, measurable goals, I work on that with them. I don't shove anyone into those spaces um, because if you feel, if, it's, if it doesn't come naturally to you, if you feel a resistance towards it, it's never gonna quite catch. Instead, what I like doing is in that intuitively led space, we do, we do that, that visualizing. Mm -hmm. So if you could visualize where you want to be, what does that look like? How are you showing up? Um, you know, how do you feel within that space? So we get we get all of we get all of that going. Okay. Um, so they can start kind of that intention setting. So in intentional visioning, this is this is where I'd love to go. Hmm. So then we're looking at the one, two, three steps that are right in front of you. What are the one, two, three steps that we can start working on now? that allow you to show up as that person, that allow you to point yourself towards that vision that you have, um, rather than the tendency that people have with New Year's resolutions to set this big goal um, yes. that they haven't really been able to achieve greatly um, before, but they have that New Year energy. Um, they just know that, that they can do it, it's gonna stick, and then it fizzles out really quickly. Um, and a lot of times it, it's because it depended on this great personal transformation um, to occur. Um, like, let's scrap that great big personal transformation and bring it back into something that's just more attainable. Absolutely. So I think the best way to describe it would be new year, best to me, not, yes. not disregarding the past us, but becoming our best selves. So I, I like how you put that because you're, you, you are right. When we kind of say new year, new me, where you are kind of you know, disregarding our past selves and what we've gone through and everything that's led us in our journey to where we are now. So I, I love how you put that. That's a great way to put it. Um, and you mentioned earlier, your journaling um, is a good way to, um, as a part of self-care, starting off journaling and you have intention journaling. Um, why is it important to have reflective moments and intention, um, intention setting? Okay, so the, the reflective moments, um, again, in that demographic, so overwhelmed, driven, do it all women, um, there's kind of always that need for productivity. If I'm not producing, I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of disconnecting their, their worth from the productivity. But I don't start there because they find that to be an overwhelming thought, generally speaking. So instead where we start, is in that self-care focus of simply finding those, and, I, and I, I mentioned it before, finding those either quiet moments mm -hmm. or those spaces where your mind isn't intaking, but either your hands are busy or you know whatever it is. So, so journaling, gardening, drawing, just all the spaces, they allow your mind to quiet down. So when okay. we talk about reflection, there's that space of it where you're just allowing your mind to quiet down because that's when it processes that's when your intuition can talk to you. Um, that's when pieces just kind of start to get put together because you slow down. So that time is actually as productive as the time we, we think is productive. When it comes to the reflection and intention journaling, so I've got that free intention journaling worksheet on my, on my website. Love um, it. <laughs> I, oh, down I downloaded awesome. it. Um, I suggest everyone does. We'll talk about that after this, but yes, intention journal. Oh, awesome. Good. <laughs> the reason that I use it and I have it set up so you can either do it at morning or and night or morning <laughs> or night. So again, really flexible so that whatever you feel comfortable putting into it, that's your starting point. And you start just where you can, but I'm huge on intention. We have only so much energy to give in each day. Mm. What are you doing with that energy that you're giving? where are you giving it? Again, is it aligned with your, your actions or is it aligned with your values? It is, is it aligned with your desires or is it just spilling out in every direction and everyone who needs it? So intentional energy. So this, this intention journaling worksheet on the, on the PM side, on the nighttime side, mm -hmm. it's allowing you to reflect on the day that you had mm -hmm. and set your intention for tomorrow. 
And these aren't to-dos. Like we're not making to-dos out of setting our intention, but maybe I want tomorrow to feel more present. Okay. Maybe I want to be able to be more present tomorrow. Maybe today I felt pretty scattered and I just want tomorrow to be more present. So I'm setting an intention for that. But the journaling worksheet, there's a focus on what did I do for myself today? You know, how did I commit to taking care of myself? Mm -hmm. Um, What's something good that happened? What's something I'm grateful for? I, um, one of my previous coaches was a a gratitude junkie and I too am a gratitude junkie. Um, (laughs) I think there's a lot to be said for pulling out what you're grateful for, because even in the the darkest of our times, there are lessons to be had and there's self-awareness that you gain and there's growth. And there's just the vision of, you know what, that was hard, but here I am. Here I am all that much stronger for it. So I'm really big on gratitude. Um, So those the, the quiet and the focus, it just calms down that, that overactive mind. And then in that PM section two, there's that imagining tomorrow. So what is my intention for tomorrow? And why is that important to me? And how will I embrace that? So this time that you spend at night, it doesn't have to be long. I mean, you could do this in, in, in five minutes, exactly. but what is it does is it takes, again, that overwhelmed, driven, do it all, and just lets it quiet down for a moment so you can think, you know, what kind of day did I have? How did I feel? What am I grateful for? What do I want to feel like tomorrow? And the more that you practice things like this, the more aware you become yourself. And the more that as you exist through your day, you're aware of how you're feeling about what's going on and can start to direct yourself um, in the directions that, again, align with your values. The, the AM side, that's creating that intentional day. And I've got it beside me here, but it's kind of the flip side. How am I going to commit to taking care of myself today? Mm. So here I am, the day is fresh. How am I going to commit to taking care of myself today? So that you're sitting with yourself and, and really thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is my intention for the day? So you can, if you did the PM setting, or you can look at that and say, well, this is my intention and I'd like to carry that forward into today. Why is it important to me? How am I going to embody it? So again, it's intention mm-hmm. and you're embracing it for yourself. And then on both sides, we have kind of that, a single word or affirmation. So to sum up my day in one single word, or to sum up the day I want to have, or what I want to remember, this is how I'm going to set forward. So it's just that intentional energy towards how you want to show up and why starts to really add up. Okay, absolutely. So yes, as I stated, I downloaded the intention uh, journaling and I think it's a great uh, start. You literally could take five minutes out of your day, 10 minutes Mm -hmm. out of your day, possibly. Um, And just journal, journaling could just set a completely different tone for your evening or your morning. So where can they find um, if they're interested in doing the intentional journaling? Oh, absolutely. So my website, um, AngelaMcKayLLC.com, in the the menu, there's a toolkit. That's okay. what I call it. And in that toolkit right now, it, it's, it's the only one that's there. They can find okay. it, grab it. It's sent free to them. No strings attached. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really just want to put this out there for, for people to, to start embracing a really simple exercise to align themselves with themselves. Cause crazy enough as we are here, we sit every day, but it's so easy to, to move away from yourself. Um, yeah. but you know, anything I can do to help people shift from a mindset in which life is happening to them mm-hmm. and into a mindset of I'm creating a life I desire. That's where I'm going to put my energy. Um, so when I created this intention journaling, it was with that behind it of shifting from life is happening to me to this is the life that I want to create. Mm-hmm. And a simple exercise like this is what is the foundation for starting to shift yourself into those spaces. Absolutely. It's so true. I went on your website. It took two seconds uh, to download. You click the link, you put your email address and it was delivered to my inbox. There's really nothing that you guys have to do. I'll make sure that I link it in the episode as well. Cause it is, Thank a great, you. it is a great, you know, I feel like a uh, starting point for somebody who, like I said, it could take five minutes out of your day just to do this worksheet. So it is, it's really great. And it sets the tone, I think for the evening or the morning. Um, so I'll be sure to link that. Uh, the you. last one of the last things I want to go over is um, we're going to talk about where they can follow you on social media and everything. But before we get into that, I found I want to talk about your last post that you made 
on Instagram, um, which is a quote. And uh, you have a feedback Friday. And I just want to talk about it very quickly. Um, oh, so you went really recent. Like that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about the one before, but, you know, we could do we could do both of those because I actually really like the one before that as well. But um, if you could just talk about the quote that you posted, uh, my attitude around what it means to be productive and what constitutes productivity has really changed in a positive way. Um, can you just talk about that post just a little bit? Yes. So that's to expect. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my clients I had that provided um, feedback and testimonial for me to use. Mm-hmm. And, and she was one that um, she is incredibly driven, uh, very smart. Um, she gets a lot done. She's a high achiever, um, amazing person to be around. And she kind of find, found herself in one of those spaces where um you know, here's my quarterly goals. Here's my monthly goals. This is what I want to do every week and had herself, you know, scheduled out in a really um, admirable way in one sense, but then was finding within that Mm -hmm. um, what she was escaping. So when we keep ourselves busy, many times we're kind of escaping some more difficult things in our life because it's easier to keep busy than to think about that thing over here. It's Mm -hmm. easier to keep busy than to deal with that thing over here. So the more loud we make our mind, the less we hear that quiet voice that we don't like to hear all the time. So that productive and productivity, um, we really worked together, she and I, to come up with some activities that allowed her that time to process what was going on in life. So rather than burying it, rather than shoving it down. And when we shove it down, it will always show up again in different ways, be it physical ailments, uh, resentment um, is a big one that that you'll see it show up as frustration and stress. You'll see these things bubble up when you try to bury those things down. Um, So we found times for her gardening. Gardening was a really great one for her um, Mm -hmm. to kind of enter into a meditative state where your mind gets to process, but your hands are busy. And that's the other thing. Meditation, we'll talk about that a lot. There's so much benefit to it. And people think of it one way, but meditation um, can occur when you're taking a walk outside. It can occur when you're sketching. It can occur when you're gardening. There are many ways that you can enter into that more meditative state where you're allowing your your mind to just quiet and kind of even out. Um, but that productive versus productivity, she found that that, that long to-do list and those goals, um, while there were pieces of them she was going to keep and absolutely wanted, she was missing some other pieces, some other parts of life that allowed her to be um, as productive, if not more, because okay. it was more aligned with her. Got it. Well, I love the Feedback Friday. Um and I will, um, I want to talk about one more post and then what they can sure. let them know where they can find you on social media, um, because you have a lot of great gems here. <laughs> um, so the one before that was six tips for working through defeat and discouragement. Um, so especially I feel like with the new year, giving people a new attitude, um, how would you, what are the six ways of working through defeat and discouragement that you have listed? Defeat and discouragement. So yeah, I mean, if you read that blog post, you'll, you'll read it because that's where I was. I was just having a day of, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. This isn't working. Like you just get into that defeated mode and I don't care who you are. I don't care how optimistic you are or what kind of life coaching training you have. You will have days that you just feel defeated. Mm -hmm. Um, And me escaping a long-term battle with perfectionism I have to be able to come forth and say, you know what, as a life coach, I have these two. I have these two. I do not have it all together. I'm having a pity party right now. (laughs) So I put together those, those six steps for working through defeat. Um, Give yourself permission to feel it. Okay. Versus give yourself permission to feel it. I am feeling defeated. This is the reason why. Um, validating that emotion because that emotion is there for a reason. It's signaling something for you. It's giving you an opportunity to work something through something rather than bury it. Don't let it take you over. Emotions pass through just like clouds. Um, so we, we see it and we let it, we let it give us that kind of little warning that it's trying to give us is that we're, we're just going through something right now. Um, self-compassion. 
if you that critical voice, that self-critical voice, a negative self-talk. Yeah. Um, you have to become more aware of, of what it's saying because if you wouldn't say that to a loved one, don't you dare say it to yourself because you should love yourself. Absolutely. Um, so, so self-compassion, creating that environment where you love you just as much as you love somebody else and creating an environment for yourself to acknowledge that defeated feeling and then give yourself grace. Mm. Give yourself the grace drop the stories. So, oh, I mean, just an example, like, well, we, we, we both work on social media. So let's say you put a lot of effort into something, mm-hmm. you're excited about it, you put it out there, and it goes like nowhere. Mm-hmm. It goes nowhere. So all of a sudden, it wasn't just a bad post, it was, um, it was a bad post. I'm horrible at this. I should probably quit. You know, so you let your mind catastrophize. Yeah. So it's it's dropping the stories, acknowledging those are not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a algorithm is what it was, you know? So bringing yourself back into a realistic place and dropping the stories. Um, lean into your routines. This is a big one. So this is, this is where that self-care comes in, that self-care routine that you have created. Um, that foundation that you've given yourself to keep your stress baseline low, it's leaning into those. So journaling, exercising, meditating, um, cleaning up clutter, uh, going for a walk, uh, sketching, um, praying. I mean, some people, you know, depending on what you've got going on, just lean into your routines that, you know, help bring you back to your centered place. Uh, the the fifth one is remember that this will pass. This is kind of like I was talking with the emotions flowed in and the emotions flowed out. Um, and I, I'll, I'll, do I have it here? Because there's a quote that I put in a post before and I think I put it in there as well. And I always come back to it. <laughs> yes, it's this. On particularly rough days when I'm sure I can't possibly endure more, I remind myself that my track record for getting through bad days has been 100% and that's pretty good. So it's reminding yourself, you have seen tough times. You have felt low. It does get better. So just remember this will pass. You have to get through it, Mm -hmm. to it and through it. um, And it will be better on the other side. And then just visualize and take one small step. In the blog post, I do kind of warn on this one. If If your capacity is pretty low and you just can't do this step, give yourself the grace and don't do it. Um, but otherwise, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, where you've got all of this stuff swirling, closing your eyes, taking some deep breaths, mm-hmm. getting your heart rate regulated, bringing the tension down, and then visualizing. Where do, what do I want to feel like? What would I rather feel like right now? Um, and I, I think I use it as an example. Calm. You know, I just, I'm really worked up. And if I visualize this, I'd like to feel calm. Mm. And if I did feel calm, how would I be showing up? What would that look like? So it's just this stop and slow and breathe. You know, go into that. And then once you've sink into that, um, turning out of that meditation and then into a small action step. So if I was going to be feel more calm, what does that look like to me? And to me, maybe it's just to be present. So my small step is I'm going to be more present right now. Okay. Um, I'm going to acknowledge those thoughts from the past and, and let them go. I'm going to see the, these anxious future thoughts I'm having and I'm going to let them go. And I'm just going to focus on being right here and right now. It's like when I get on these, these podcasts and, you know, I was looking forward to having this conversation with you. I knew that this was an hour of time that was devoted to nothing but this, mm-hmm. nothing before it, nothing after it. I just get to be here with you. Yes. We get to have this conversation and nothing else matters in the moment, just being present. So that last step, just visualizing and taking the one small step. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love all of those. Um, I saw that post and I was like, we have to talk about this, <laughs> which is, uh, like I said, they a great way to follow you on social media to have great, you have great tips and tricks. Uh, where can everyone find you? I'm in a lot of places. So um, I've got my website and at the bottom of my website are my social links. Um, but I am actively on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. 
Um, I do have a TikTok just for some tarot polls. That's not where you're going to find all of these um, <laughs> gems, as you're calling them, of, of insight so much. But yeah, I'm actively in all those spaces. Okay. And what's your website? One more time. Yep. Angela McKay. So A-N-G-E-L-A-M-C-K-A-Y-L-L-C.com. Um, and then thankfully, all of my socials, I got to pull under that same name. Nice. <laughs> you know, you never know what you're going to get when you go into those. But yeah, all of those links are at the bottom of the website too. Awesome. And I will be sure to link it in the episode as well. Um, so you make it a lot easier. They can just click it. Um, before we go, what do you, do you have any, um, your own maybe luxury type of self-care that you enjoy, like a facial or anything like that, like as far as, um, the luxury side, I guess, of self-care, what would you consider some of your favorites? Luxury side of self-care. Um, I don't know how luxurious or I really physical. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, physical, I, I actually did find the most within that space. So I'd say that's probably where my journey started is when I got into a concrete exercise routine. Okay. And I found that I love intensity. So I love to lift heavy things. I love like um, a lot of the kind of more aggressive hit sort of exercise. Like I found this space where I just had this opportunity to like release so much negative like energy out of myself and go into that really kind of more aggressive <laughs> exercise. Okay. When, when I think of that self-care journey and something that really stuck and started to make an impact for me, it was definitely within the exercise space. So I have, I here I am saying this on a podcast that's going to go somewhere, but I call it the pain chamber. So in our base um, is where I have like all of this this setup. It started small. So I started just with videos online. Um, and then as I needed the equipment, I got more and more. So again, it was, it started something small and it yes. just grew into this thing, into this thing that I love. But every morning I, I go down there and even if I'm not really feeling it, I know, I know how good I'll feel when I'm done. Um, and it really helped just maintain my, my stress levels and everything else. So exercise for sure. Awesome. Well, I love that. I want to thank you so much again for coming on the show and giving us all your gems. Um, and I, I, like I said, I definitely downloaded the sheet. I'm going to implement that in my daily life. Um, and if anyone is interested in life coaching with you or a tarot card reading, um, like I said, she mentioned her website and I will also link it in the episode. Um, again, thank you again for being here. And I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. As always, I appreciate the support. And you guys know I love wine. And if you love wine too, and you want to support causes around the world and nonprofit organizations, go ahead and head to my One Hope Wine Shop at www.onehopewine.com slash my shop slash D-R-A-D-A-R-A-H hyphen O-W-E-N-S. 